You're listening to Unabridged, the Christian fiction audiobook podcast. I'm Alana Terry, bringing you engrossing, engaging Christian fiction in bite-sized segments you can take with you on the go. This season's Unabridged Christian fiction audiobook is Termination Dust, an unforgettable suspense novel set in the heart of rural Alaska. Termination Dust is written by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy, and sponsored by The Beloved Daughter, an audiobook about a young girl sent to a North Korean prison camp for her father's Christian faith. The Beloved Daughter has won awards from Women of Faith, Reader's Favorite, The Book Club Network, and several more. The audiobook version is narrated by Kathy Garver, lifelong actress and winner of two Audio Awards. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to get this audiobook free with your Audible trial today. And now, enjoy today's installment of Termination Dust, an Alaskan Refuge Christian Suspense audiobook. Chapter 37 For a woman who had always exuded confidence and haughtiness, Meg seemed the slightest bit uncertain. Are you sure you want to get into all this now? Kimmy crossed her arms. I'm sure. Really? because I know you had a hard night last night and you probably still need to catch up on your rest. Why don't you take a nap first or something? I just had all that coffee. Now tell me, you and Mom made plans for her to escape. That's what you told Taylor. Who? Kimmy rolled her eyes. Really? For as long as Meg had been flirting with the trooper after setting him up on a forced date, she had already forgotten his name? Typical. Taylor she repeated with emphasis. The trooper. Meg grinned. Oh, yeah, him. I still think you need to find out what meds he's taking before you let things get too serious. But he's crazy hot, I'll admit that. I could totally see the two of you together. Then why in the world did you have your paws all over him? Kimmy wanted to yell, but she held her tongue. She wasn't charging into this conversation to get news about Taylor, She needed to hear about Mom. Now. What happened? What haven't you told me? Meg took in a deep breath. Well, I can tell you, but I still think you should rest a little bit and we can talk when you're feeling a little better. I could wake you up once we get to Eureka. Just get it over with, Kimmy snapped. Fine. Meg was clearly annoyed and saw no need to hide it. Mom called me a couple weeks ago, asked if I knew of any good lawyers, someone who could help her fight for custody of Pip. I told her Duane's got connections. We could figure something out. How did she even get in touch with you? Kimmy asked. On her cell, the one I got her last Christmas. Mom had a cell? For a minute, Kimmy wondered if they'd stopped talking about the same person. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't tell you. Apparently, there were plenty of things Mom hadn't told her. Kimmy found herself yet again facing pangs of jealousy when she thought about her sister and the secret conversations she'd had with their mom. I thought you two were still fighting over Chuck. Meg waved her hand in the air dismissively. Kimmy wished she'd keep it on the wheel. What, that? Water under the bridge. We talked once or twice a week, even more once I got her that phone. None of it made sense. When did she find a way to call you? Where did she go to get reception? You really haven't been keeping up with the times, have you? Kimmy blinked at her sister. 
coverage isn't what it was three or five years ago. The whole trailer's a hot spot. Mom even got herself a Facebook account. Used it on her phone all the time. What? You're serious? Meg chuckled. I know. It was ridiculous, someone her age learning Facebook. But it was adorable, I swear. Why didn't she tell me any of this? She probably didn't want you to get in trouble with that jerk face she was with. Oh, by the way, is the kid asleep? Kimmy glanced back again. Yeah, he started dozing off right after we passed Mendeltna. Meg let out her breath. Good. I mean, I know he doesn't talk and all, but I'd hate to have him hear what I've got to say about his dad. You can skip that part, Kimmy said curtly. I'm pretty sure I know more about that than you. Right. Well, so I got Mom that cell phone at Christmas. What did you do? Kimmy interrupted. Hide it in the fruitcake? Meg looked appalled. No, I told her I'd left it with Mrs. Spencer next door. Mrs. Spencer knew Mom had a cell phone? Kimmy thought back to all the times she'd trekked to her neighbor's house to make a call. What kind of dysfunctional family did Mrs. Spencer think she was living next to? You're missing the point, Meg complained. The point is, once Mom got her phone, she and I were able to stay in touch. She'd call me whenever Bozo Head was taking a nap, and that's how I found out just how bad things were. Kimmy stared out the window at the mountains in the distance. Right now, their snow-dusted peaks felt closer to her than either her sister or her mom. Hey, it's not like she wanted to keep secrets from you. Meg sounded defensive. You know how things were at that home. Everyone had to keep everything from everybody. That's just the way it was for you guys. For you guys. Kimmy wondered how easy it was for her sister to throw around those kinds of phrases. For you guys. Apparently, taking Kimmy's silence for further offense, Meg ran her hand through her hair and huffed. It's not like it was easy for me either, Cinderella. You think I liked to hear about the things that creature was doing to you? Kimmy bristled. Whatever happened to her under Chuck's roof wasn't her sister's business. And the fact that Mom blabbed everything to such a snotty, stuck-up, plastic Barbie doll like Meg doubled the sense of betrayal. Finally, Mom called me and said she wanted my help getting away. Kimmy bet Meg just loved that. The chance for her big sister with a huge bank account and just as massive messiah complex to whisk in and save her wretched family from the clutches of evil. How grandiose! It must have given Meg quite the rush to be involved in anything more important than filing papers for her snotty husband. Why are you glaring at me like that? Meg finally demanded. I'm not glaring. Kimmy glowered out the window. Yes, you are. You asked me a question, now I'm telling you the answer, and you're acting all hurt and depressed. It's not like it's something I like to talk about. You certainly had no problems telling everything to that trooper, Kimmy blurted. So that's what this is about? Meg had a bad habit of flaring her nostrils when she got angry, one of her only physically unattractive qualities. Kimmy reveled to see that her picture-perfect sister wasn't quite as put together as she wanted everyone to believe. Listen, if you're upset because I went to the authorities to get you the help you obviously needed, 
I'm upset because you never cared. Kimmy raised her voice, surrendering to the anger that gave her entire psyche a sense of power she'd rarely felt before. You never cared. You ran off as soon as Mom got together with Chuck, and you never looked back. Meg swerved to avoid hitting two ravens pecking at roadkill in the middle of their lane. Is that what you think happened? Her nostrils flared even more wildly. That's not what I think happened. That's what I know happened. Each time Meg spoke, her volume escalated. You know nothing, hear me? I died when I found out what that oaf was doing to Mom. I literally died. Want me to prove it? She yanked up her sleeve. See, that's what I did when I heard. By the time Duane called the paramedics, I didn't have a pulse. So don't even think about talking to me about who suffered more or who puts up with what or who hurts the most now that Mom's gone, because you don't even know the half of it. Meg gasped for breath as tears rolled down her cheeks. For what felt like minutes, Kimmy was too stunned to say a word. Finally, she forced herself to open the glove compartment where she found a travel packet of Kleenex. She pulled one out and offered it to her sister as a gesture of goodwill. Thanks. Meg blew her nose loudly, then dabbed at her eyes. I knew I shouldn't have put on all that mascara. She choked out a laugh. Kimmy joined in, feeling even more awkward and embarrassed than she'd been the day when she was ten, and got caught trying on her sister's push-up bra. Mom never told me, Kimmy finally confessed. Meg shrugged. Of course she didn't. She never knew. Kimmy didn't know what else to say. Staring at the snow capping the mountains ahead, she imagined how lonely and isolated it would feel to be up there looking down at a single car edging its way down a deserted highway. The termination dust glistened in the sunlight. Chapter 38 Kimmy woke up when the car rolled to a stop. Where are we? Just past the Air Force Base, Meg answered. Looks like you got bored playing Cinderella and tried to be Sleeping Beauty for the day. Kimmy wasn't amused at her sister's little joke. She must have crashed shortly after their fight about Mom because she didn't remember anything else from the drive. Has Pip been napping this whole time? She turned around as best she could in her seat. He's fine. Poor kid needs his sleep. Kimmy glanced at her sister and whispered, Sorry. Meg shrugged. Me too. Kimmy wanted to say more, needed to say more. She still didn't know the details of Mom's escape or anything else Meg had talked with the trooper about. We'll be home in a half an hour, maybe a little less if traffic stays this light. It had been years since Kimmy's last trip to Anchorage. Pip had never been to a city this size, and she wondered if he'd be mesmerized by the traffic and crowds, or terrified. She should warn Meg, find a way to tell her about how Pip could freak out if too many changes were introduced at once. Maybe this move had been a bad idea after all. Then again, it's not like they could have stayed in Glen Allen. So much had happened since yesterday. She realized she hadn't even called Jade to tell her she wasn't coming into the daycare. She winced in disapproval. I can't believe it. 
What's wrong? her sister asked. I missed my shift at work. I didn't let anyone know I wouldn't be able to make it. Meg tossed her hair over her shoulder. I'm sure everyone will understand once you tell them about last night. Yeah, but I don't even have their phone number, Kimmy whined. Compared to nearly losing her brother to hypothermia and getting lost with him in the woods escaping from a murderous stepfather, missing work was a relatively minor burden. But she'd never flaked out like that before. She shook her head. Jade's going to hate me. Jade, Meg repeated. Is that the one whose phone you were borrowing the other day? Yeah. Then her number's still in my cell. You can call her and save your conscience. She tossed the phone onto Kimmy's lap. Here you go. Have at it. Kimmy tried a few times, but wasn't even sure how to turn it on. Wait, Meg huffed, then softened her voice to add, Let me do it. Can you do that while you're driving? Kimmy asked when her sister took her phone back. Of course I can. It's not like I'm dialing or anything. She held the phone close to her mouth. Siri, open recent calls. Her request was met with a mechanical beep as the phone lit up. Meg passed it over. Just find the one from yesterday and hit that green phone icon. Kimmy still couldn't get her mind around her own mother having a contraption this fancy. All those months and Chuck never found out? A second later, Jade was on the line, and Kimmy gave her the very abbreviated rundown of why she had to leave town. Everything okay? Meg asked when Kimmy ended the call. Yeah, she answered, feeling sheepish for being so worried earlier. I guess Strep's going around the whole daycare, so Jade's only got four kids in today anyway. She's doing fine. Meg didn't say, I told you so, but her smug smile spoke volumes. Now that we're back in civilization, mind if I turn the radio on? Meg reached out toward the dial. Soon her loud, booming music stole any further chance Kimmy had to ask her more about their mom. Unfortunately, the noise didn't manage to drown out her feelings of confusion and fear. You've been listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry. Today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by The Beloved Daughter Audiobook, available exclusively on Audible. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to download The Beloved Daughter Audiobook, narrated by two-time Audi Award winner Kathy Garber. If you're new to Audible, you can listen to this award-winning novel right away with a no-risk 30-day free trial when you go to alanaterry.com beloved. And don't forget to tune in soon for the next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Thanks for listening.